Hello, I'm Christine Burns and welcome to Just Plain Sense, the equality and diversity podcast brought to you from outside the headquarters of Channel 4 Television in London. Channel 4 for a special event taking place tonight and I'm with one of the organisers, Paris Lees. Paris, what's this all about? Well, essentially, this is to mark the Memorandum of Understanding that we're launching and Channel 4 are our first kind of big, you know, wow signatories and uh, it's a commitment really on their part to be producing better quality transgender stuff but also on our side to make sure that we feed back and help them to get it right because they need guidance, these these media people, don't they really? Okay, first things first, who are Transmedia Watch? Well, Transmedia Watch, we're, we're, we're a bit of a disparate group, really. Um, a group of journalists and children's authors. There's me, there's Sarah Lake, there's uh, Jenny Commode, the chair, there's Helen Belcher, there's uh, Valentina Vecchietti, um, there's James Morton, and our 800 plus fans on Facebook who help us to discuss stories and uh, basically dissect and deconstruct media portrayals of trans people. And, and what's the aim in launching this memorandum tonight? Well, I think it's a bit of a pat on the back, really, to say this is our memorandum and, you know, this is, this is what we're doing with Channel 4, you know, this is our relationship with Channel 4. But I think also it's, it's just a celebration and it's raising awareness and it's, it's getting people to ming- mingle and talk and actually demonstrating that in the British media there are people who want to get this right and that if you are a producer, you are an editor, you are a journalist, that if you're going to produce this and you're going to do it good then somebody's going to want to buy that from you and broadcast it. And what's going to happen this evening? Who are the guests? Well, we have some fantastic speakers. We have um, Lynn Featherston, MP, who we are honoured to have here because, you know, sometimes it feels like the people in power just aren't listening to us. And Lynn really is on board with this issue, so God bless her, she's doing a speech. Uh, we have David Allen Green, a very prominent human rights lawyer who's made me promise that I will introduce him as, as uh, a uh, distinguished human rights lawyer and not an extinguished, <laughs> as, as I, uh, I'm, I'm quite worried that I might. Um, and then we also have Hamida Ali from the BBC who will be uh, giving a brief speech. And then we have Valentina Vecchetti who will be giving a presentation. And who else do we have? We have Hilary Third from the Scottish Government and she will be speaking actually on behalf of Alex Neil, SMP. SMP. That wine's gone to my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Let's talk to some of the guests. Hilary Third, you're a team leader for equalities in the Scottish Government. Uh, what do you think of this evening? Well, so far it's wonderful. I love the music. There's a great atmosphere and I think it's fabulous that Transmedia Watch's um, MOU is being launched in such a, in such an auspicious, on such an auspicious occasion um, and in such a wonderful building. Um, great to see so many people here. So, is it, is it important the way that the media represent trans people? Absolutely, because I think that um, the, the negative and the 
and hostile media coverage that we see in relation to transgender issues and people is very different from any coverage of, of other um, equality groups and um, it will I'm sure have a damaging effect not only on individuals that are covered in that way in the in the stories but also on the wider community and will help to feed the, the hostile and the negative attitudes that so often result in, um, in harassment and in verbal and physical abuse um, and in, in hate crime as well so I think it's really important um, that we try to um, help and support the media to report transgender issues in a in in a fairer and more accurate way. The, the Scottish Assembly and the Scottish Government have been quite active in this field, uh, quite separately from, from Westminster. Yes, well, um, we have responsibility for um, delivering equality, equal opportunities in the Scottish um, context. That's part of the, um, the, the devolution settlement, if you like. And the Scottish Government has been um, very proud, I think, to be um, a forerunner in the field of transgender equality. Uh, we were the first um, government anywhere in Europe, I think possibly anywhere in the world, to directly fund a transgender organisation. Um, and in fact, I can give you a sneak preview that one of the things that I'm going to announce tonight is that the Scottish Government will in fact be doubling its funding to the Scottish Transgender Alliance next year. So, um, And that's partly in recognition of the fact that um, um, transgender people still face such serious um, discrimination and prejudice. Um, and we also have a, a, um, a limited understanding of what the issues are and what we as public bodies need to do to ensure transgender people are properly protected and included. So I'm really, really pleased that we're able to continue our support for the Scottish Transgender Alliance in that way. Hello, thank you very much. Thank you. We're going now into the presentations. First up, Transmedia Watch Chair, Jenny Commode. Thank you. Can I once again thank everybody for coming? It's good to see so many people from the media here because we have been hoping to engage with more people and more organisations and so we can take our work forward. Um, I know that a lot of people may be wondering why I'm here because I don't look obviously trans. Um, I'm actually intersex myself and genderqueer, so I'm one of the invisible trans people, one of the people you don't necessarily see. And that's an important aspect of our work is raising the fact that there are probably a lot more trans people around than most of you are aware of. I spoke to somebody last summer in the course of some work I was doing in Scotland who said that he would like to help trans people and he would like to improve the situation for him, but he didn't think they had any in Aberdeen. And we say, well, you know, actually, you know, the figure is, is much larger than you would think because our current understanding suggests that there are about 500,000 transsexual people alone in the UK. And an American study recently suggested that as many as 5% of men cross-dress to some extent. So there are a lot of people out there who, you know, if they're doing this in the privacy of their own homes or if they're in the closet and they'd like to be more open about themselves, people won't necessarily know about. And all of those people are affected by transphobia. And those people also have families and friends who are affected by transphobia. We did some research last year into the way that transgender people experience the media, which showed that negative portrayals can be very damaging. Among other things, we heard from a 13-year-old girl who said that she's afraid because of the bullying and abuse that her trans brother acquires from other people. When he goes to school, he's threatened by people because he's trans, and she's frightened by that. She's worried about what will happen to him. And she's fortunately, she's one of the people who accepts what's happening in her family and accepts her brother as he is and cares about him and wants him to do well. But this isn't true of all families. And we found that in 14% of cases, there's complete family breakdown, which often people feel 
is related to prejudice in the media and to the fact that people learn about trans people from the media. A lot of people have many difficulties in other areas of their lives as well. People <coughs> face abuse on the street, at work, at home. People are often afraid to go out. The rates of depression and unemployment among trans people are really high. 41% of trans people, as suggested in a recent report, have attempted suicide. So this is, these are really serious issues. And we're glad that the last government and the current government at Westminster and the current Scottish government have all worked very hard to bring about change in these areas and to help. But there's only so much you can ultimately do with legislative change. And we feel that it's really, really important to move forward in terms of cultural change and change the way that people think. Because if, for instance, somebody moves in next door to you and you're not sure about them and you think, you know, maybe they seem a bit strange, you don't know if your children are safe around them or whatever it is, you're not going to think, what does the law say about this person? You're going to think, when did I see somebody like this on the television? What about that character in a soap opera? What about that character in a comedy show? You know, maybe if you saw somebody who was an object of ridicule, then you're going to treat that person with hostility. Maybe you're going to be afraid to be around them. Maybe you're going to be aggressive to them. Even if, you, you know, as a well-intentioned person, you maybe you don't want to cause any harm, but this is the idea that you have about who that person is. But if you see a positive portrayal, if you see somebody who's just a human being like you, then you're going to think, yeah, it's, it's just this person, and I'll maybe get to know them as they are and see how this works. So it's really, really important that we get positive images in the media and that we move forward. Now, I joined Transmedia Watch quite early on after it started, and I said that I wanted to help to develop it in terms of its media work. Um, I'm a journalist myself, and I wanted to draw on that expertise to help take the work forward. But I also felt very much that I wanted to get involved because I didn't want it to just be another organisation that complains all the time. I didn't want it to just go out there and tell people after the fact that they got things wrong, that they'll never get it right because they don't understand and how could they... Really, you know, we, we appreciate that it's a complicated issue. There are a lot of complicated issues around transgender issues. And we want to work with the media to give them that information up front. We want to work proactively with organisations to help them to understand, to help them to develop positive stories. We want to bring transgender voices through into the media themselves. Channel 4 have been working with us recently on a series of Four Thought TV programmes, which will be broadcast in the next few weeks, which will enable transgender people to talk publicly about their own lives. And we feel that this is really important to bring out the diversity of transgender people and to talking about the different lives that people live and to explaining that these are human beings like everybody else. You may recognise they're trans, you may not, but you have to think about the way that you treat them. We want to move forward to a future which sees transgender people treated with accuracy, dignity and respect by the media and by people at large. And we're really, really pleased tonight to be able to celebrate Channel 4 signing up to a memorandum of understanding with us that will help us to take that forward. We've also got some support from other media organisations. We're hoping that other people will consider signing up to the same principles of one form or another and that we can work together because we really think that we should be working with the media, not against the media. Most people are well-intentioned. Most people want to do the right thing and together we can build a better future. Thank you. Stuart Cosgrove from Channel 4. Thank you very much indeed, Jenny. And I think that those key words, accuracy, dignity and respect, are the three coalescing words that has led Channel 4 to want to be the inaugural signatories to Transmedia Watch's uh, Memorandum of Understanding. One of the things that Channel 4 values, in fact, the thing it values above all else, is its editorial independence. But I think that we've found a mechanism, we think, where we can... Uh, honour our editorial independence and yet still live up to uh, these these values. Equally, it's the case that we have uh, a side deal with Transmedia Watch that they want to be supportive of Channel 4 over the years ahead, but reserve the right 
to really shaft us if we get it wrong as well. And it's important that that's the spirit into which we go into this relationship. Uh, Jenny's uh, already uh, mentioned uh, forethought. We'll come to that in just a minute. But uh, we've already heard um, of uh, the role that soap operas can play in Hollyoaks' Channel 4's teenage soap opera. And one of the things that's been really uh, uh, remarkable over the last few months is that we've been running uh, a transgender storyline uh, with the Jasmine Jason storyline, and it's great to see uh, the actress Victoria, who's here today. Uh, come on, just a little wave there, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the Jasmine Jason storyline, and Victoria Atkin, who's uh, the performer in that, has kind of captured, as it were, the... Uh, tensions, the challenges and all the range of uh, popular kind of uh, ideas that you can put in a soap opera that maybe is harder to put into maybe a traditional documentary or whatever. So Victoria, thanks for all your work on that. I know for you it's probably been life-affirming as a, as a young performer taking on a, a role with that degree of kind of uh, interest and complexity to it. Equality Minister Lynn Featherstone. Thank you very much. I have to say it's a real honour and a pleasure to be here this evening, a really important evening. Now obviously um, I'm here first and foremost as the Minister for Equalities, but I'm also here as a long-standing and passionate campaigner for trans equality, which started long before I was a Minister in fact. And I can tell you, um, from that experience, what is taking place here today is pretty incredible. There will be campaigners in this room today who, like me, will know what a struggle it has been to ensure that trans issues even got a look in. A few years ago, this would have been unimaginable. And here we are today with one of the biggest public service broadcasters with a reach of millions and millions of viewers every day, making a firm commitment to improve the coverage of transgender people and transgender issues. And I thought those four thought, those three four thoughts that we saw were absolutely phenomenal, thought-provoking, and actually showed some of the complexity that actually most, of, most people just don't get. As yet, this, this is a game-changer, really, it really is. And I want to extend my warmest congratulations to Channel 4, not only for taking this step, but for all you do to champion equality. You actually have been at the vanguard um, bringing the accurate portrayal of LGBT issues to our television screens altogether. From the first lesbian kiss on Brookside to being the first channel today to deal with issues of transitioning head on. And accuracy, dignity and respect, I, I think that's the most perfect way to sum it up. I also do want to pay particular tribute to the team at Transmedia Watch for all the hard work that has gone into making this happen. But we can't let it begin and end here. I believe that the wider endorsement of Transmedia Watch's Memorandum of Understanding has actually the potential to dramatically improve the way transgender people are viewed and treated in this country. It is, of course, not the policy of the government to tell the media what they should be doing and how they should be doing it, and indeed if we did, they tell us where to go with it. Indeed, your very existence as a voice wholly independent of government is totally fundamental to our existence as a free society. But what I do hope to do is encourage all of you to really consider your responsibility in pushing forward trans equality. We as a country pride ourselves on having successfully consigned the worst examples of discrimination to the past. 
And for the most part, that is true. The days when we would see signs saying no blacks, no dogs, no Irish, that in the windows of pubs, not that long ago, sadly, but it has thankfully now gone, disappeared. But I believe, and I don't say this lightly, that for transgender people, we have not been so successful. Every day, too many live with the reality and threat of prejudice, and sometimes even violence, quite often violence, because of who they are. I, you know, thought I knew it all, but I myself was shocked when I found out that 89% have been subject to physical assault. I mean, that is a, an horrific statistic. And earlier, Jenny gave the statistics on those who could consider committing suicide. Here in 2011, this is a, a pretty alarming set of statistics. And while I can't conclusively tell you why this is the case, I do believe that part of it, absolutely part of this treatment, is caused by mass ignorance and a complete lack of understanding of the transgender world and transgender issues. Now, the coalition government is wholeheartedly committing, committed to taking this forward and ensuring that transgender people are afforded the same opportunities, the same freedoms, the same rights as every other individual in this country. Earlier today, I announced the publication of our detailed action plan on LGB and T equality, Here it is. Um, ensuring that transgender people are afforded the same opportunities and setting out how we will, right across government, and that goes through every department of government, tackle LGB and T inequality. And in addition, later this year, because as well as what is in the LGB and T transgender action plan, there are issues that are quite separate and, and different and need particular attention for the transgender uh, community. So we will be bringing forward a transgender action plan to highlight those specific issues faced by the transgender community. Now, the role of the media. We cannot do this on our own. If we are going to, I think as Jenny said, um, achieve truly transformative change, change that lasts, we need to change behaviour and we need to open hearts and minds and improve the understanding of the community which has misunderstood, been misunderstood and been misrepresented for so long. And legislation can only take us so far. We have some of the best anti-discriminatory legislation in the world now and a great another chunk of it comes in, in on, on the 6th of April which will change the way things are done in this country but those of you who work in the media can do this far better and far more effectively than us politicians sadly because <laughs> yes I wish I wasn't as effective as Channel 4 because when you do it right when transgender people are positively portrayed whether it's on our television screens or in print, you not only improve visibility of this very small group of people, but you bring their personalities and the realities of their lives in a real way to millions of people across the country and into their homes. You absolutely transform them in the public's eye from being transgender people into just people ordinary human beings wanting to play their part in society, deserving of the same rights and same freedoms as anyone else. And that really makes people, and particularly young people who are so vulnerable at that particularly formative stage of their life, rethink and challenge their prejudices and old ways of thinking. And for transgender people to see themselves portrayed positively and not as a problem, not as something to be laughed at or ridiculed, 
That can make all the difference between an individual transitioning and being able to live their life openly or having to spend their life in fear, hiding their true self completely. It is no coincidence that 20% of respondents questioned in Transmedia Watch's survey reported having received negative reactions at work, which they could trace to an item in the media. And shockingly, 12% reported negative um, reactions from service providers. The bottom line is this. You are the vehicle, you the media, <laughs> through which knowledge and values are transmitted in today's world. And, that, and with that comes great, great responsibility to deliver diversity and equality in everything you do. So I hope each and every one of you here today, as part of that responsibility, will sign Transmedia Watch's Memorandum of Agreement of Understanding. The trans community are not asking you to compromise your competitiveness or audience figures. We have seen, through programmes like Hollyoaks and Coronation Street, how positive transgender characters far from compromising audience figures, have actually brought them pouring in. They're not asking you to create a shopping list or a tick box of obligations. This isn't about fulfilling quotas or political correctness. It's about artistic and creative integrity. It's about inspiring and educating people. And it's actually about making better programmes which connect with all audiences. All they are asking you to do is apply a set of simple considerations in the creative process which could help change lives and futures uh, for a community of people and help make Britain a more tolerant and fair society. Thank you very much. Hamida Ali from the BBC. Thanks very much, Paris, and thanks very much to um, Transmedia Watch for just giving me a few moments to say um, a few words on behalf of the BBC. Um, I'm here representing Amanda Rice, who's the head of diversity at the BBC and who, unfortunately, is away on leave and would otherwise have been here tonight. And I'm really pleased to be able to announce that um, the BBC, like Channel 4, has been able to find a way to both respect its editorial independence and um, uh, uh, show its support for the broad principles and the key elements of the Memorandum of Understanding um, and a statement which does that and points to key elements of both our editorial guidelines and our organisational commitments on diversity um, which has been signed by Tim Davey who's our chair of our editorial standards board so that's really very exciting. So many congratulations to Transmedia Watch on the journey so far and on tonight. Uh, tonight's event and we look forward to continuing to work with you both as the BBC but also as the new chair of the Cultural Diversity Network following on from Channel 4 um, whose important role is to promote diversity on and off screen. Thank you very much. Who are you? I'm Zoe O'Connell um, and this has been a fantastic evening. It's it's unusual to be inside an event eating canapes rather than outside protesting against it. <laughs> <laughs> Under canopies. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's a lot warmer inside than on the outside. <laughs> Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah Brown. I'm um, with the Liberal, uh, LGBT Liberal Democrats. I'm chair of the Transgender Working Group. And I, I, I'm just really glad to be here. I think it's, it's, it's a real testament to the work that Transmedia Watch are doing that they've managed to, to, to coordinate and bring together an event of this size. And, and, and with everybody here, the, the, the very impressive guest list they've got, uh, I, I, I think it's a really fantastic thing they've done. And I really, really look forward to seeing what they're doing in the future. 
And it's been one of yours uh, speaking tonight, Lynn, Lynn Featherstone. Yes, yes, the, the um, our Minister for Equality. And, and I, I think she gave a really good speech. She's always been a, a very strong advocate of transgender rights. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited about what we can hopefully accomplish in this parliament. And you are? I'm Adrian Trett, I'm the chair of the LGBT Lib Dems and I'm here to support uh, the Trans Media um, Memorandum of Understanding with Channel 4 and the portrayal of trans people on the television and through the media in general. I'm here to support all the efforts that are being done throughout the group to uh, help and assist in this area. Why do you think it's taken so long, and this is to all of you, why, to, to get to this point? I, I think getting a, a sort of any kind of cohesive lobbying or, a, or activist group, I mean, you, you'll know this yourself, it's, it's very, very difficult for the trans community to do that and sustain it. Um, and there are, there are lots and lots of events. You, you've had some considerable success in the past. I, I think Transmedia Watch as well has had more success than most. We're, we're a very small community and we're also a community where a lot of the people who do a lot of the activism are kind of passing through because of the, of, of the nature of what we do. Uh, and, and so it, it really is difficult to sustain an effort for the, the length of time it takes to really get a lot of traction. Stuart Cosgrove, you're the head of creative diversity at Channel 4. Why is Channel 4 taking a lead in this area? Well, I think that Channel 4 has um, a significant reputation in uh, its ability to uh, look creatively and I think uh, morally a whole range of different issues. We've probably been the organisation that's done most in terms of uh, gay and lesbian lifestyle to bring it from, if you like, the margins of our culture into the mainstream. And I was struck by um, how uh, little uh, I knew uh, about transgender. And I think one of the things, as I thought about it as an idea, I think there can be a tremendous... Um, smugness in the media uh, uh, the media tends to be dominated by people who've uh, come from um, uh, post-university gra uh, graduates, they're uh, often liberal in their mindset and often they can make the presumption that they already know uh, and that they've nothing to learn and that therefore there's a way in which they can progress doing the things they've always done because they know best and I was struck by how little I, know, I knew both uh, linguistically, culturally, spiritually about the UK's transgender community and it's interesting that um, whilst I could point to many many things in Channel 4 that I was hugely proud of in uh, gay and lesbian culture, the first lesbian kiss the success of taking queerest folk into 9 o'clock at night into prime time I think that we had less good stories to tell uh, about our transgender community and it struck me as being one of those areas that Channel 4 simply could and should do better so that was the motivation, we could and should do better and in, in that vein, what does that mean in, in practice? What, what, how will we see this, this taking place? Well, I think there's a number of things. Firstly, I think that you have to uh, start to look at the kind of um, uh, content of the Memorandum of Understanding that we've signed with Transmedia Watch. One of the key issues is around notions of dignity, uh, uh, ideas of accuracy. It's quite interesting that even simply as we are talking now, uh, the question of language, the appropriate language, what's, what seems the right uh, phrases, terms, uh, linguistic um, references to use uh, and that's something that I actually as a human being I'd, will hold up my hands and admit that I struggle with you know now you know the reality of the situation we've known in race relations in other areas of sexuality words that become socially acceptable other ones that become socially unacceptable and through that a dignity emerges through language 
that's not something that I think that the trans community in in the UK has been uh, uh, has been treated to. They've not been given that dignity, the dignity of language. Uh, so I think that's important. I think that accuracy is important. The ability to uh, begin to kind of focus on a subject through all its various accuracies. I was really, really, really struck by a figure I was given by some colleagues in Transmedia Watch who said that roughly, if you looked at all the television programmes that have been ever made on the trans community in the UK probably as much as 90% of them, 90% of them focus on the operative moment and that seems to me to be quite preposterous, you would never turn around and actually say yes um, well we'll only look at the um, gay community at the point at which they're enjoying penetrative sex, it just wouldn't be seen as an incredible way of looking at all the range of things that legislation around human rights, around marriage, around legality, around um, you know all, all the kind of histories that have, we know now have been part of the kind of gay movement in Britain. You can't just turn around and say it's all about that moment. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. So down to basics, does it mean more trans people on television? Oh, I think there's no question it does mean that. It means more trans people, but I think it means more diversity of people. It's quite interesting. Our forethought series that we'll be putting out next week actually goes from an age group from, I think, uh, 19 through to about 70. So age, I think, is really important because, of course, you know, it's this, the case as well where people uh, have, have got a whole range of other issues in their lives, you know, their pensions, their livelihood, how they earn a living, how they, how they can uh, bring up their own children. All of these things are things that affect um, trans people as much as they do people from other communities, other um, sexual walks of life. And so from my point of view, I, I feel very much that the issue is a one of diversity um, and I actually want to see more different representations. I mean, we've brought along tonight to this event something like 10 different production companies, all of whom work with our own um, factual entertainment and documentary commissioners. And so the more diverse the producers are thinking that maybe they've got something to learn, the better as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. A real pleasure. Thank you very much. Right, I'm back with Paris Lees and Jenny Commode, who's the, the chair of Transmedia Watch. How's, how's the launch going? We think it's going very well. We have a good variety of people here. Channel 4 have brought along several of their heads of programming, so we're hoping that they're going to be learning something about a subject that, that will be new to them tonight and that they'll be able to take forward in their departments. We also have people from a number of different media organisations. I've been speaking to representatives of several small film companies who are interested in developing ongoing projects and working with us on those. So we're hoping that we can take a lot of good work forward from tonight. And you, you had quite a, pro a promising-sounding announcement from the BBC tonight. We do. The BBC have said that they have a charter-based commitment to transgender rights within their, their charter. Um, they're concerned about a lot of the same issues as us. They think that the charter that they have in place already covers a lot of these things, but they appreciate that transgender issues haven't always been covered well in the past, that there are problems with how that works, and they would like to work with us going forward in order to improve on that. Okay, I guess the last question is, what do you think success looks like? You know, How will you know that this has worked? We'll know this has worked when we're no longer in a job. We're really working to get ourselves out of this situation. We're putting in a, long, a lot of long hours as volunteers in this situation now. And we would like to reach a point where we feel that transgender people are treated with accuracy, dignity and respect. And we can all get a bit more sleep. Jenny, Paris, thank you. 
And that, as usual, brings us to the end of another episode of Just Plain Sense. If you'd like to hear more, then the place to go is our website, podcast.plain-sense.co.uk. Join us again soon for another programme on a topic relating to equality and diversity. For now, from this event at Channel 4, it's goodbye and thank you for listening. Just Plain Sense is a Plain Sense Limited production.